Hi everyone, it's Izzy Eze, along with Tembi, and welcome to Somewhat Grown, a podcast about adulting from two 20-somethings, just figuring it out, and embracing the process. Welcome. So this is episode two of Somewhat Grown. If you tuned in before, thank you for coming back. Um, We are back to talk about well-being this week. Yes. Something that's um, very key, very important, especially in this time, just trying to look after ourselves a bit more. And also after coming out of, I don't know how many lockdowns over this past year, (laughs) well-being has, has been such a prominent, um, thing from, for my life. And I think in talking to other people for, for, for them too, how about you? Um, yeah, I have had, an up and down relationship with well-being because initially maybe a few years ago I didn't think it was as necessary as it is now as I feel that it is now um mm. but now I'm 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 literally such an advocate for self-care and well-being and all of these things and I feel like a lot of us will just be so much better if we actually took care of ourselves um like we take mm-hmm. care of so many other things about ourselves our lives our money relationships but it's well-being is the center of it all to be honest with you like if you feel good mm. for yourself you feel good for others yeah so I, I'm, I'm excited to, to talk about this one me too okay so before we get into um, our topic we have a random word for today um, I've gone online and the random word generator says the word is drown so we're gonna try and relate that to the topic um, Ooh. take it away Tembi very deep how do we connect the word drown to our topic of well-being, um, which is our topic of, for today. Yeah. Feels kind of what? Oh, <laughs> so I was going to say, it feels kind of really relatable. Yeah. Mm. Tell, do you tell? I think so. Why do you say, why do you say so? <laughs> because I, I think a lot of us are drowning. I can't lie. I feel, I feel like a lot of us are drowning, mm. not taking care of ourselves. Um, but everyone's mm-hmm. pretending that they're not drowning. Do you know what I mean? It's like when, you, when you're speaking to a friend and you go, oh, can you swim? And they go, yeah, I can. But you know that they can't. They'll be like, yeah, 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 low key. But what does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean you can low key swim? Like you are drowning. Do you know what I mean? So if people address that they're drowning, it's easier for them to get the help that they need. And it doesn't mean that they're weak in any way. It mm-hmm. just means you're normal, right? Everyone needs help at some point. Everyone needs help. Yes, I think the word drown just, yeah, it made me think when I neglect my well-being or the things that I do to keep me in check and like in a good place mentally and physically, um, I start to kind of, it does feel a bit like I'm drowning. I'm kind of just like trying to catch up to myself and catch up with everything around me. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like just completely offbeat. And so for me, I think well-being has meant trying to be in tune with myself first before stepping out and getting on with everything else that I'm required to do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Yeah. What does well-being mean to you? Um, Well, it sounds so cheesy, but well-being to me means being well, right? And and just not Mm. um, acting as though you're not well. Uh, Because I think a lot... 
I think well-being is a lot to do with just accepting that you're not perfect. And and for a recovering perfectionist, I would say it's it's it mm. has been very difficult to say, you know, I actually need help in this area or I, mm. you know, I'm not perfect, basically. Um, and I think for me, I'm really trying to learn that, you know, the way that I start off my day is is usually how the rest of the day is going to go. So if I don't wake up sort of like reading my Bible, um, trying to maybe do some form of exercise or stretching or, mm-hmm. or something along those lines and taking a few seconds to myself, if I don't do mm-hmm. that, oh, and having a good breakfast, the rest of my mm-hmm. day is not going to be as productive as as it could be. Um, mm-hmm. And just to give a simple example, so from, you know, yesterday, usually I work around, I usually have about so bad, like five, six hours sleep sometimes and Wow. I'm really, I know, I'm really trying to get better at that. And last night I had eight hours and I woke up singing. I was Ooh. like, is this what people are doing? Like, I was thinking I'm really missing out, you know, I'm fully missing. I woke up like, oh, what a beautiful day. You know, the birds are singing. And so, yeah, that's something Trust that I'm, me. literally, that is something that I'm working on. Like, I don't have to function at like 60% when I could be 100. Mm. Um, it's not that deep. Like it's not that deep. Recharge those batteries. To Do you get fall. what I'm saying? Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh gosh. But I guess I should ask, like, how has well-being affected you this year? Because I feel like the pandemic has really changed things for us. I don't know if it's more prominent in our heads that we have to take care of ourselves, or or maybe less so yeah. because of the pandemic. Absolutely. I think just like from what you were saying there, I picked up on how. The key thing, at least that I've found and has gotten me through, I think the pandemic, you Mm -hmm. were kind of saying the things that you know help you to be well. You know, you talked about having your breakfast Mm. and trying to get a good enough sleep. And I think actually it didn't come automatic to me. I don't know about you to actually recognize those things that helped me to stay well. And I've definitely had to like, I think over the pandemic, um, I for the first time ever really in my life I properly started getting into journaling mm. and um, just writing down my thoughts and my thought processes and sitting with a lot of the different roller coaster of feelings that I went through over the past year mm-hmm. I think I was able to step back and then start noticing and picking out ways that I cope yeah. and I think now I it's like having like a you know like a little toolkit of of Mm. things that I can go back to and Mm -hmm. refer back to when I feel like I'm slipping and and that's really good and I think that's quite key for for well-being and and that's something that I think was really important to do in the in in the lockdown Mm -hmm. like walking every day like I was walking when it was winter I was walking when it was dark in the evenings at like four in the afternoon because it was needed it was necessary just to kind of switch off especially Mm -hmm. when you've been working from home you know yeah um all that screen fatigue just getting outside just made so much of a difference no definitely, Um, definitely but what do you think are some things that are kind of um I guess took away from um having that well-being like what what were some of the challenges for you um I think it was very difficult for me to separate working and resting and mm-hmm. because everything was all in the same room um you know like I said mm-hmm. in a previous podcast you know I recently moved to Camberwell but you know before that I was uh, in my parents house and my workspace was the dining room And so it was quite Mm -hmm. hard um, for me to sort of be like, yes, I'm working and this is the priority. However, literally next door, I'm smelling like, 
chicken and meat and stew and all of these other <laughs> things like my dad is it's literally a in there. World. Yeah. it's a different world or I'm on the meeting and then my mom wants like the peanuts behind me and so she's like literally crawling under the table to try and get the peanuts and I'm like you know I'm gonna start <laughs> laughing what are you what are you doing like you know so for me it was very difficult to space things out and think like okay this is work this is you know home or I'll be like I'll be on my mm. lunch break and then my dad will be like okay so you're free to like you're, you're gonna turn the stew right you're gonna go and do this and make sure you it's like no 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 he'll be like okay spread the clothes I'm, <laughs> you like, gotta watch the stew. I'm like wait what <laughs> I don't, don't want to spread the clothes I actually just want to watch tv you know so I think that that has been quite difficult for me um but oh gosh I think especially during the Black Lives Matter movement and everything um I was trying to figure out mm. how to protect my well-being but at the same time be woke if I could say that like how to be informed and be aware of things um and that's still something that I'm struggling with because I think social media, like gone are the days where social media was a place for us to just have fun and, and be entertained. Now it's like we, we can have fun mm-hmm. and be entertained, but we also have to be aware of what's going on in the world. And we have to be, you know, great citizens and, you know, sharing all of these things. And, you know, none of these things are bad, but I think an overload can really just make you feel exhausted. So, yeah, I don't know if you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying with that. I do. I think I I definitely resonate to that thought about like when there was so much happening with Black Lives Matter, you know, with George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, it was his anniversary um, last yeah. month towards the end of May. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was really um, a big deal just kind of like a year later after a video that impacted so many people after then, mm-hmm. you know, everyone was about being anti-racist and yeah. people were posting the black squares on Instagram. And then there were different videos coming out, having conversations around that. And yeah. for me, I felt like I had to really think about what does, what does like surviving this and also being a- an activist mean for me? Mm-hmm. Because like everyone else, it wasn't about just sitting back because, you know, the George Floyd video, like other similar um, unjust killings that had happened um, of black people, not just in America, but here, mm-hmm. everyone was just basically like enough is enough. And we're also yeah. sitting in our houses with nothing else to do. So we just have to really sit and think about this. Yeah. So I think for me, that came with really like trying to also see well-being and creating moments of joy as a form Mm. of resistance Mm -hmm. and I think for me like laughter and having a peace of mind as a black woman for Mm. me started to be a form of resistance and an act of survival at the same time and I think that held as much importance as um, you know talking about race with people and um you know being active in other ways donating whatever it was mm-hmm. i think looking after myself felt just as important you wow. know that's powerful that's actually powerful saying that having joy and laughing is the form of resistance because i mm-hmm. i think i do think about that a lot in terms of like i i sometimes think outside of myself too much so i'm thinking mm-hmm. you know people that are non black maybe do they have this feeling of black people that we're always struggling or always complaining about struggle or, you know, and I just think, of course, being black, a lot of it is to do with, you know, um, resistance and struggle and, and things like that. But we also are very happy people, you know, we, we're joyful people. We make jokes out of so much. And, um, 
it's important to show that aspect of ourselves um, just as much, it's important if not to more, be that. to be that, yeah. to be that and to show that, um, you know, uh, and it doesn't mean that you're not part of the, the, the movement if you're happy or if you're posting a picture of yourself laughing. Of course, you have to read the room because, you know, sometimes it's not appropriate. <laughs> like you can laugh in your room, but maybe not on socials when something just went down. Do you get what I'm saying? But, um, you know, sometimes people That's don't get that right. That's interesting because I don't know if I'm being devil's advocate here, but should okay. should we? Like, is it wrong for me to post something up really stupid on <laughs> the day that something down, like really serious went down? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> the thing this is, is really, like I think this is really important because this came up a lot like there were days where yeah. you know okay there's a new update on the situation in Myanmar yeah, yeah. should I post this picture of these chocolate chip eating cookies <laughs> that I've just baked I don't know I mean like it, it feels like that but also oh, like man. I'm I'm here living yeah and other people are too and it doesn't mean that something is I I personally find that like quite I don't know it can be quite funny yeah not not funny as in like that serious things are happening of course not but I mean mm. when you just have like a really different moment happening mm. in your own small world mm -hmm. that like you come back into the bigger world and something tragic has happened and then trying yeah. to yeah respect that and yeah. at the same time you're just here with your cookies I don't yeah know. <laughs> just enjoying your cooking. how are you with that how did you judge mm. it how does one read the room Ew, I don't know that's difficult Tembi that's difficult because you know as someone who of course is a singer and spoken word poet and all of the other things I think there have been many times where I've delayed posting something because of something that's gone on um and yeah. I just think it might not be appropriate to post this right now at the same time, it doesn't mean mm. I probably will still enjoy my chocolate chip cookies if we're talking figuratively. Like, I will still do that. But yeah. I just don't know if I will post it on my... There's, just, it's, there's so much, like, so many, so much politics around this. Because it's like, am I going to post it on my feed? Do I post it on my stories? Do I share it with my close friends only oh on my Instagram? Goodness. Instagram and, is such hard work. It's such hard work. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like I am not even a celebrity or anything like that, but, like... For those people, what must they be going through when they just want to have moments of joy, but there's this social responsibility of like, have you not seen what's happened in, like you're saying, in Myanmar, in these places? Why haven't you told us about yeah. it? Why haven't you Why have you not it? talked about this? Why have you not talked about this? Like, you yeah. should know everything about this and then tell us that it's bad, you know? Um, so I feel both ways about it. <laughs> this really. is, yeah. But I do think, because we can't be everywhere at once otherwise every day we'll be posting something that's happened literally we'll be posting something every day but I think it's more about the audience that you speak to like who is your audience and for example when Chadwick Boseman died right that I felt a responsibility to share it because I mean he meant so much to me and, and the, just the impact that he's had on the world and the black community like it made sense for me to post something mm. and that was around the time that I was promoting like my Be Mine single um, but I was like, no, no, no. Let me just right. let me just pause. Let me just pause. I don't really want to post like, hey guys, new single out in three days. When hello, Chadwick Boseman just died. <laughs> um, so yeah, but then I think maybe if something yeah. happens that uh, I don't, I don't want to say it doesn't relate to me, but maybe not as much, then I might feel okay. Maybe I'll post this on my stories, and you know, maybe maybe I don't need to post this on my feed it's very weird it's very weird and complicated I don't know yeah this is all like the bubble of social media isn't it and yes. I think 
tying to well-being, like I've definitely had to take my social media breaks because Mm -hmm. it is exhausting, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Mm -hmm. exhausting having to think about what's appropriate to say and not to say. And me being an introvert, I'm not the kind of person who's constantly actually sharing every single thing that comes in my mind as Mm -hmm. a tweet or even Mm -hmm. in my story. Mm -hmm. I'm very much guarded about my private life and um yeah I I only share things that I I think are just like uh just very general Mm. um so I think yeah taking a step back I've had so many social media breaks over the pandemic and the lockdowns Mm. of the past year Mm. when it was really like strong Mm -hmm. because I it was just like one less thing to have to think about you know and it felt so much more important to try and be present Mm. and I feel like for me when I'm not on social media as much I feel like I can be a bit more present and Mm. just yeah just a bit more switched on into like myself and keeping in tune with myself like which is what for me is is really important in in Mm. being well I was gonna Mm. ask about that you know like being in tune with yourself like how do you know when like do you recognize when you are about to I don't know have some sort of how do I say this I don't know when you're when something is on overload for you when you feel like this this is yeah. too much do you know when that's about to happen or do you feel like you you stop yourself when it's happening do you get what I'm saying mm. yeah I think I've learned I've, I've learned to recognize it a bit better now mm. and that's through you know going to counseling mm-hmm. um and um from having like that talking therapy and using that space to also reflect on how to notice when I'm not quite okay and what the triggers are Mm -hmm. I think that space really helped me to kind of come out and and be able to better recognize when I need to check in on myself so I think yeah now um I definitely like sometimes it takes me a minute especially if it's like Mm -hmm. PMS Mm -hmm. I'll be wild in and mm. then I'll realize oh okay that's why it's okay I can't I have to take it too seriously yeah yeah it's actually okay He's like, let um, me check the calendar real think, quick oh okay cool cool let All me right, check the yeah six days okay this makes sense I'm I'm not I'm not crazy mm-hmm. but I think that's the only time when I feel like I don't know straight away mm. um and then I'll realize and be like oh okay this is why mm-hmm. but yeah now I think I'm a little bit better at recognizing it yeah how how do you keep track of it you said you have like a a well-being board right yeah yeah so I was saying in the previous um podcast that I have like this well-being this self-care sort of board that I keep up um on my wall um because yeah because I think I just yeah I, I also went to therapy this was like I think 2017 um and I remember you saying to me Tim because it got to a stage where I was actually lying in bed and I just thought I don't want to get up you know, in a sense of mm. I have put on so much, just I put so much on myself where it's like I don't even know where to begin with all of these tasks mm-hmm. that I have. And it built up so much where I was, you know, just lying on my bed thinking, I, I don't, I can't, I can't do it. And I remember you saying, Izzy, mm. like, have you considered therapy? And I've always said, you know, I'll go to therapy <laughs> one day, but it just really felt relevant in that time. Um, and, right. uh, you know, as as wonderful as that was going through that process, because I love learning about myself. And so I thought therapy was just exciting mm-hmm. in general. But I, mm-hmm. I still don't want to ever be back in that position. I really don't. It wasn't a nice place to be in where I felt like, you know, I was going crazy in a way, like in my head. Right. Because on the outside, everything mm-hmm. looks fine. But in my head, it's like, what the hell is happening? 
Um, mm-hmm. So because of that, you know, I created this sort of self-care board. And if I'm not doing most of the things on that list, so for example, like spending time with encouraging people, like not being on social media all the time, because mm-hmm. that's a big yeah. difference. Like I realized that my energy changes depending on who I'm around. Um and I think because I'm 100%. so sensitive, right? And I think because I'm so sensitive, like I can tell when my, when I, my personality just shifts, like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I need to escape from this room because I just, I can't, <laughs> deal, I can't deal with your head. Like, it's just so stay weird. Away from the leeches. I need to stay away yeah. from you. Like, my gosh, you know, it's wild. Um, but yeah, that's kind of when I really, if, if I feel stressed, like I'm putting so much stress upon myself. I sort of look at the board and see if I'm eating a good breakfast, see if I'm praying, see if I'm, you know, exercising. I haven't done mm-hmm. that in a while. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I know. Um, but do you feel like personalities make a difference, like, to your well-being in a way? Yeah, I think we're all affected. We were all affected by the pandemic. And I think we all definitely needed to look after ourselves. It just meant yeah. our personalities, I think probably just meant we did it differently. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was definitely like, it just meant putting my phone down, mm-hmm. putting it on silent, not mm-hmm. responding to any messages mm-hmm. and literally just um, paying attention to myself and everything in front of me. Um, yeah. Yeah, whereas, yeah. yeah, I guess I didn't have that need to kind of have that social interaction mm-hmm. as much. That's so funny because like I, I'm an introvert as well. Um, but I also love to be entertaining. So it's, it's very, it's a weird dynamic where one way that I like, I love to unwind by sort of switching off everything. Like my new thing is like at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. um, turning off my phone or turning, put my phone on silent mode, like lighting a candle, playing some jazz music, unwinding. That's, that's my new thing. Ooh. Yeah. It, and it's really fun. Yeah. However, there are moments where I feel like, oh, I really want to, because I unwind also by being funny, if that makes sense, like by posting just silly things online and that sort of thing. So it's like, I'm trying to find the balance between, you shouldn't post everything just because you find it funny. Because a lot of the times I'm looking at my own, no, <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> Like I look at my own Instagram and I'm like, girl, you funny. Like I can laugh at my own stories. And so I feel like fan girl yourself. Uh, girl, yes. I'm gonna do it because you know, like you have to in this world. Like I find my own stories funny. And so I think if I find this funny, someone else is gonna find this funny. But then sometimes it's too much where I'm posting so much <laughs> and then people interact and I'm like, oh, you know, and, and then I realize, okay, shut down. Like I just it's it's overload at this point, you know. I get that. Do you feel like um, any of your, like, you know, you're a singer and songwriter, has that played any part in how you cope with your well-being? Oh, yes, I would say yes, because I think a lot. Um, I think just as a songwriter, I'm more sensitive to my feelings. um, And so I write a lot. Mm. If if I'm not able really to focus on work or focus on other things unless everything in my mind makes sense and so sometimes for that to make sense I have to write it down um so that I know that okay it's mm. I've offloaded it and it's on my it's in my book it's on a journal and stuff like that and then from there it can turn into a song or, or a poem and and that sort of thing or maybe I'll share it and maybe mm. I won't but yeah I do feel like that is definitely a coping mechanism where even if things don't make sense to me I can still write it down and and go back to it and say okay this is why you were feeling this way and um yeah and it's okay and and when I you know if I do share it it's nice to see that other people relate to it 
Um, mm. You know, when people like say, oh, you know, this is why, like, I, I couldn't put it in words, but you know, you've put it down for me and it makes sense. So that's really encouraging to hear, mm-hmm. um, even if it wasn't for them in the first place, you know? Yeah, I think it helps us to know we're not alone, right? Yes. When something that comes from such a personal place ends up being relatable to someone else. Mm -hmm. I think for me, in a lot of ways, that's why I love being creative because it's coming from a very, um, a very in inner place, inward place from, from me. And it's Mm -hmm. something that I share with the world and kind of makes me feel less alone. And Mm. I guess tying it back to our word, I feel like for me, like, you know, looking after myself, being authentic to myself Mm -hmm. is how I, prevent that drowning feeling because um it's about taking a step back and just Mm. um being grounded i guess definitely well thank you so much for listening to our second episode feel free to reach out to us on on our instagram or on our email you can contact us at somewhatgrown at gmail.com or uh, follow us on instagram at underscore somewhat grown or you can follow us individually. So I, I am at it's Izzy Eze. That is I-T-S-I-Z-Z-Y-E-Z-E. And Tembi? You can also find me on an Instagram or Twitter as Tembi Rain. T-H-E-M-B-E-R-A-I-N. Great. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Bye. See you.